What's poppin', Stay Regal fam? It's y'all girl, Regal, and you're tuned into another episode of Stay Regal Radio. Regal me, baby. Go ahead, baby. Regal me, baby. Go ahead, baby. Hey, what's poppin', y'all? So it's so good to be back on the radio with you guys. And I'm gonna just say radio because we manifest and I do know this is a podcast. But as I was saying, it's been a hell of a week getting here. Um, I sat down to actually record this episode on October 1st, but your girl was going through some very, very uh, severe head and toothache pain. Um, I had to just uh, recently got one of my molars taken out and the pain was excruciating. Um, so I kind of fucked up one day and I was taking hella pain meds, nothing too major, but like some ibuprofen and like Excedrin, but I popped a hell of a lot. And the next day I was just feeling super weird. My face felt weird. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm scared. I think I overdid it. So long story short, y'all I had to go to the dentist. They got me in and then he was like, yeah, I can take it out, but it's going to take me about four or five hours. He was like, you just need to have surgery. Uh, I was like, what? Like, I gotta have surgery? So yeah, I had to go to the oral surgeon. And not only did they break off my tooth, but they had to drill it into three pieces, the root of it anyway. And I heard all of it, y'all. So I had to recover from that. But we back up in this thing. I just was like, nope. Okay, you're not waiting out one more day. So we gonna roll how we usually, well, how we've been doing for the last few episodes and um, I've got my eyebrows done. I'm about to do a beat while we talk about what the hell's been up in my life. And I just got a little tidbit for y'all so I can tell y'all how I was tripping out here in these streets. So this like last couple of months has just really been crazy, yo guys. Like crazy as fuck. A lot of good stuff been happening. Some fuck shit been happening. But overall... I'm still popping, so I ain't tripping. Um, But let's go back to July, shall we? So July, right? I just kind of want to sum up the whole quarter. So, okay, we'll go to June because I turned 30 in June. That shit was lit. I had a damn good time. I partied like like I was a rock star and partied like I was 21 again. Got hella drunk, ended up throwing up. Didn't get my uh, my lap dance. I like to get a lap dance on my birthday. That shit didn't happen. Um, Because I was too lit. I got to the parking lot of the strip club. And then I <laughs> was out the window throwing up. And so after that was done, I was just like, take me home. <laughs> and so I was taken home. Um, But yeah, uh, turning 30 was so much fun, you guys. Like, I honestly really enjoyed myself. Um, And I didn't do nothing major. I just went to this this bootleg-ass black party. And, yep, boom, that's that. Okay, so today's look, I'm going to do a little fire and ice thing that I kind of been having in my head since um, I'm paying homage to my hair. I just got my hair done, and I'm real cute. So... So, yeah, I ended up going to this whack-ass black party, but you know what? I just really wanted to do something, get out the house. I was turning 30, and I was just like, ah, live it up. You know how that goes. Well, if you guys are 30 or 40, our hair is, like, similar. But anyway, so, yeah, um, I mean, it was bad. Y'all didn't even go to work the next day. I was just (laughs) on my couch still throwing up. (laughs) 
And my homegirl left me. She left me. Saw me throwing up. And this heifer gonna walk out my apartment and close the door. Uh, she did text my job for it and let me know that. Um, let them know I wasn't coming in. So, I guess she still get cool points for that or whatever. So, anyway, yes. June was everything that I needed it to be. It was great. It was good to me. And I am not 20 anymore. I'm not in my 20s, you know. Got my big girl draws on. So that happened. And then July. July, I moved out of my apartment. And I was supposed to move in with my homegirl, like, at the beginning of July. Um, Some things happened. And it got pushed back to, like, later mid-July. Which was, like, I ended up moving into her house um, on the 19th. And shit's been good, you know, but it was also the time coming up to the one year anniversary of my mom's passing. And then also me and Jay finally got the adoption date of uh, August 2nd. So we were super excited like that. We knew that we were going to California because we wanted to be in California for the adoption. And so we were just super excited. We couldn't believe that we, you know, everything we had fought so hard for, all the home visits, the inspections, the different social workers. We were just so excited that that shit was coming to an end um, and that we were going to be in Cali to celebrate. I was excited that I was going to be able to see my soulmate. And so we were just lit. Now... Um, There was just a lot of stuff going on at that time. I know I keep saying it, y'all, but it's crazy. But I don't want to really hash too much on the bad shit because <laughs> it's above me now at this point. You know what I'm saying? I can't go back and change it. Shit already happened. So what's going to happen from that is going to happen. Um, But yeah, like I said, so the situation with my living arrangements, you know, I was with my, um, staying with my homegirl and... You know, shit just is not working out or was not working out. It was just, you know, how you feel like something's off. I don't know. Some of you guys may be intuitive or have really good intuition. Um, and I'm not trying to brag or both, but I'm just learning to accept things that that are true about myself. And so my intuition be spot on. And I start just feeling like, hmm, like something off. Like shit don't feel right in this fucking environment. And so I'm like, whatever. I'm going to Cali. I'm excited. So, my roommate dropped me off to um, pick up the rental car and everything because we rented a car to go down to California, right? And so, I had, before I left, was talking to God like I do about just feeling the weird vibes and everything. And a thought just came to me, you know, when before I started talking to someone, I always am like, God, reveal their heart to me, reveal their true intentions to me. And he does, like, straight up. And I'm pretty sure that's why my black ass single now. Because he be showing me the fuck shit. And I be like, mm, not, not for it. Not about to deal with that. So, no. And so, he was like, but you never asked that about just, like, people, like, your platonic relationships. And I was just like, damn. Like, true shit. Like, I don't. Like, I just use my own judge of character for my friends. So, I did. I asked him to, um, oh, I'm so happy I did my damn, I'm doing my eyeshadow first because this is, um, ooh, the fallout is real. I'm using the Saharan palette by Juvius. I don't know if y'all want to know that, but y'all got it. So, anyway, 
um, I just started peeping shit. And so, as we're getting dropped off, I took note of my mileage in my car because I was instructed to, which was really weird to me because I'm not one of those people like, oh, I let somebody use my car. I'm going to check the mileage or I'm checking my nigga's mileage to see how far his work is and all that. Like, I don't have time for that shit. Like, you know, I'm a Gemini. I got multiple minds going at multiple different speeds all at the same time. Ain't nobody got time for that bullshit. So the fact that I was instructed to do that was odd to me. So I do take note of it before I leave or whatever, go out to Cali, have an amazing time. I get to spend time with my brother's uh, oldest daughter, Dejanae. I got to spend time with my soulmate, Moonflower. Like, I adopted my baby. She added my last name, you guys. She wanted to be a Hannah, too. I'm so excited. So, yes, like, so um, she hyphened her last name and added mine. And, oh, my gosh, I have a kid in the world with my last name, like, that's freaking trippy, but it's so awesome at the same time, right? So everything was lit. And then I also got to spend time with my best friend Florence um, and her family um, while I was out there because she lives like on the way from like Riverside. She lives in between Riverside and um, Arizona. So I stayed with her my last, um, I think I spent the night. Yeah, I did. Did I spend the night? Yes, I spent the night at her house. So anyway, it was lit. She was prego. So it was just awesome. I got to spend time with my nieces and nephew, Jeremy, running around the house. Like, Cali was everything I needed it to be at that moment, especially, like, coming on the year of um, my mom's anniversary of her passing and then just being able to see my auntie, my sisters. Like, it was just really exactly what I needed. And then I came home to fuck shit. So got home on the way back I couldn't even leave like Palm Springs and something was like remember your mileage remember your mileage and I'm like dang like okay I get it I remember leave me alone because I'm a stubborn little person like that I like to be like fuck like back up off me back up off me so I get home you know, everything's cool, cool. Drop off the rental. They give me a ride back home and shit. It's lit. Drop my baby off. Go drop my niece, me, my oldest niece off back at home because she went with us too. Um, <laughs> Hop up in my whip. Somebody been driving my motherfucking car. And it was like, damn. All right, bet. So I just felt like, People were just trying me left and right. Every obstacle, there was just somebody trying me. All right. So, yes, I was just feeling like I was being super tried. Um, And so when I presented it to the person, like, hey, you know, you were driving my car. I was lied to, which was extra disrespectful. So now I have to go be Inspector Gadget and do some digging of my own to realize, like, hmm, there's something else going on here. And then was later just brought some BS as to why they drove my car, right? Without my permission, without asking me. And they have their own vehicle. So, needless to say, I was annoyed. Now, we got back into town on the 5th of August. The 5th. My mama passed away on the... Her birthday's the 8th. And then, you know, she passed away the day after her birthday was on the 9th. So, I get back... 
got to deal with that. And I was just so irritated that I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even feel like dealing with this shit. Like, I'm going to just keep to myself and my baby for right now because I feel hella disrespected, you know? So that's what I did. And I went on about my business. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was handling my mother's passing. Well, the anniversary of her passing well. Tried to go to work that day. And then I was just like, mm, nope. Take my ass home. So I went back home. Um, and literally, I just laid in bed for like two days. And I really didn't do much of anything. I didn't talk to Nigeria. I didn't go to work. I wasn't talking to anybody. Like, I was just in my bed and chilling. That's all I wanted to do. So that's what I did. And it was nice to get that time. And it was crazy because I thought I was going to be really sad. But um, it was more so just like... I was just really melancholy. Like, I really missed her. And for the 30 years, you know, this time of the year was always preparing to celebrate my mother. See what she want. Go get her a gift. Take her out to eat. So it was just really challenging and odd not to have to do that this year. And so on top of that that already, I was like, dang, like, I really do have to get up and get going because... I wanted to have a Wanda Forever uh, ever celebration, so I was going to have this pool party barbecue at um, Tony's house, and it was like, oh my God, I didn't have nothing planned, um, because every time I started trying to plan that party, it was just like, I didn't want to, like, oh my God, I can't believe we're, I'm planning a Wanda Forever celebration that she's not going to be at, like, it was just odd to me, and um, so it was hard to plan the party, like, Straight up, I'm not going to lie. Every time, it was just very difficult. And so, push came to shove. I was like, okay, you have to do it because now it's time for the party. So, I had her um, party the following Sunday. And I was just like, dang, it was just me, the kids, and then my friends showed up. And none of my family showed up. And that really, really, really made me feel some type of way. I was just like, damn, like... I can't believe nobody showed up. Nobody said, hey, Beck, we're not going to be able to make it. But X, Y, Z, or this and this, or anything. And so I was really in my feelings about it. My, I was super, super hurt. Um, and I just felt like, damn, the least we could have done was just be together to celebrate mom. But in speaking to my big brother, he let me know, like, Beck, you got to get over yourself, my nigga, because everybody is grieving their own way. Some people aren't ready to celebrate in that way. So it ain't got to be a everybody thing. And that's a you and mommy thing. And you don't need anybody else to celebrate mommy with you. And he just had to put self um, in perspective for me. And, you know, I don't know if this is or if anybody can handle their mother's passing like a champ. But damn it, my brother, <sighs> I don't even understand. <sighs> He's handling it like... <sighs> The motherfucking man that he is. And um, I pull a lot of strength from him. He's really been a, a rock for me during this time. Well, shit, my whole life. But especially during this time. So anyway. And it was just like another lesson like for me. He And he tells me so much shit straight up. He was like, hey. He was like, you really need to get over your damn self. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, don't be telling me to get over myself. He was like, seriously. He was like... You're trying to put everything, you're trying to put expectations on people that you have no right to put those expectations on them. And he was like, you want to celebrate mom? Do that. And it really put things into perspective for me. 
Um, it really, sorry you guys, I'm trying to do this cut crease. And if you know what a cut crease is, you know how hard it is to concentrate. Um, but anyway, so that happened. Um, but you know what? Ultimately, I had so much fun. I drank, I swam, the kids had a good time. And again, that's really what I wanted to be about. Her, you know, she had all her grandbabies were there. Not all of them, but most of her grandbabies were there. We had a good time, and we listened to some old school music all night. And we just celebrated my mom, man. It was so dope. I had a good time. And um, people that showed up, I really appreciate y'all. Y'all know who y'all are. Um, y'all came through. And I just thank you guys for being in my life and being my friend and supporting me. That really meant a lot to me. So, after that, I'm like, cool. Got through mom's party. You did it. You made it. Woo! And somewhere in there, that's what happened. So, my older niece was at the party. And someone came that she wasn't really comfortable around. And she didn't tell me about it. Now, her mom wasn't at the party, and anybody who knows me, my family, my, um, my, especially my nieces and my nephews, I'm very, very protective over them. Those are my babies, um, and I would do anything for them. So when I found out, like, a little bit later from her mom, you know, that she was uncomfortable, and she didn't tell me, I instantly felt some type of way, and my sister was like, well, you know, I don't know why she didn't say anything, but, like, you know how you are, how you can be, like, kind of explosive, and, you know, sometimes you're just not the most comfortable person to tell things to, or something to that nature, and I'm just like, that shit rubbed me the wrong way, like, the whole situation, because it's like, I felt tried and played, like, all these situations I kept feeling tried and played, man, and it was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm, I know I'm not the easiest person to get along with, but I am someone who's loving, caring, and I like to think non-judgmental. And if you got somebody that's like that in your corner and been with you for years, help you grow up, gotten you through other situations, I felt like that would be the person I would tell immediately to Especially knowing how I am from your whole life of being so protective. Um, so I definitely was feeling some type of way. And in the midst of that, like, I was just seriously missing my mom and just feeling like no one understood me. Me and my baby, um, my daughter, were really just going through a rough time um, of her not listening, not feeling like she could talk to me. And I started feeling like, okay, what the hell's going on? Like, is there something wrong with me? Like, what kind of energy am I giving off? And any time, like, things started happening, well, I don't say any all the time, but for the last couple of years, when things started happening, I'm like, okay, what am I doing? Let me look inward. Can I handle this? Could I have handled the situation a little different? And things like that. So I'm trying to figure out, like, oh, my gosh, is there something wrong with me? Like, am I abrasive person? Do I come off very, like, like I don't know. And this, this whole explosive thing has been something that one of my older sisters, she was like, years ago, she's like, I don't know, baby, she's like, you're just so, 
It's like, you're very explosive. And at the time, I was like, mm, okay, cool. You know, I'll, I'll take explosive. That's cool. But this time, it was just like, I kept hearing explosive. You're hard to talk to. Um, people are afraid of what you might say. And so, I started feeling like, oh, maybe I shouldn't talk as much. And what's going on with me? And I started letting that negative voice that already likes to tell me how whack I am start getting real loud. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, oh no. Like, and I started doubting myself, y'all. I'm going to be honest with you. I was doubting me, my voice, what I had to say. Was it important? Like a lot of things that I know are false. And then I started getting pissed about it. I was like, you know what? If a motherfucker don't want to talk to me, if somebody thinks I'm too explosive, then so be it. Because if I'm explosive, explosive, that means I'm the motherfucking bomb. You understand me? And I was like, fuck that. Like, hell no. And then it's always good to have people in your corner who can uplift you. And, you know, I reached out to my soulmate, Moon, and I was like, just telling her everything. And she just reminded me. She was like, Beck, she was like... I've never known you to be an explosive person. She was like, yes, you are very passionate. She was like, but I've never known you to be explosive or hard to talk to. She was like, I can talk to you about anything. And I'm like, oh, you know, just like, I was just really listening at the time. And then she was like, what if um, Iyanla Van Zant had listened to people or people told her she was too much or she was too explosive and she was hard to talk to. What if she had listened to those people? Where would she be now? And she was like, you can't let nobody knock you from where you're going and what you're doing. She was like, and especially not from being you. Um, and she just really spoke into my life. And I appreciate it because, y'all, your girl was not feeling like good at all about myself, about life. I really was feeling like, let me stop talking. Let me stop trying to help people, let people know, like, I'm there, I love them, I care for them, like, I was really just ready to, like, okay, let me just live life and do me, um, and then God, as he always do, start putting things into my path, like, oh, no, sweetie, that's not us, that's not what you're chosen to do, that's not what I've called you to do, you're so much greater than what you're about to try to let yourself, uh, bow out doing, so, then, in the midst of all this, right, I did. I stopped speaking just for a little bit because I was like, let me go within. Let me figure out. You know, I got back to my affirmations. Um, but it was just really hard to not speak. I, I work in an environment where I have to speak all the time, right? So, it was really difficult to just try to stop speaking. And if you know me, it's really hard for me to stop speaking. <laughs> so it was just hard. And my sister was like, yeah, did you think this was going to be easy? And it was just like not having a good strain, a good impact on my relationship with Jay. Because he can tell a kid, hey, like I'm going to go within and I'm going to stop speaking. But in their mind, you know, they're trying to figure like, oh, did I make her mad? Did I do something? And so that wasn't good. Oh, but then she made me mad. Whew. Parrington, you guys, 
y'all know I'm a newborn at this shit, but um, parenting is no joke. Like, and when I just be thinking, like, women be having like multiple kids, like, <laughs> on purpose, I just be like, damn, how sway? Like, I don't understand it. But um, when my baby, like, when I'm telling her about herself or something that she doesn't want to hear. She gives off this very nonchalant, I don't give a fuck, I'm barely looking at you, I'm barely listening, attitude, demeanor, and uh, body language. She'll be, I'm talking, she looking out the window, like, things like that. And I've told her repeatedly, like, hey, when I'm speaking to you, I'm going to need you to look at me. That's, it's disrespectful to me if I'm speaking to you and you looking the other way, like, ain't nothing over there, I'm talking to you. Um... And so we having a conversation on our way to my sister's house and I had to stop and get something at Circle K. So I pull up and she in her one of her little molds and I'm like, yo, Jay, like I keep telling you and time and time again, it's like you don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? That's honestly the vibe I'm getting from you. I'm like, how would you feel if I didn't care? Like if I didn't give a fuck. And then, um. Somehow, I asked her, basically, she basically told me, I asked her a question, like, do you even care? Do you not give a fuck? And she was like, I don't. (laughs) She said, I don't. Do y'all understand me? And I was like, how would you feel if I didn't give a fuck? And she was like, well, honestly, if you don't want to, then don't. Y'all, when I told you, when I... Thinking about it now makes my blood pressure boil. She survived. She's alive. I didn't put hands on her because if I did, it would have been bad. But I didn't. And, uh, again, it's so crazy. Random moments. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, all this stuff, like, I be doing da 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 And you talking about, you don't give a fuck. So I'm hot. I start yelling. In that moment, boom, my big brother called. And he like, oh, what's up, Beck? And I'm like. What's up, nigga? I'm parenting. And he was like, why you sound so angry? I'm like, because I'm pissed off. Blah, 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 blah. So I just start going at him and telling him what everybody been saying about um, me being too much and being explosive and not wanting to talk to me. And then the stuff that was going on currently in that situation. And he was just like, Becky. I was like, can I say something? Because <laughs> I, was, I was on a tangent. When I say I was on a rant, I was on a full-blown rant, very loud one, very aggressive one, because I was pissed, <laughs> pissed the fuck off. Ah, I was so hot. Um, and he was like, we've been on the phone like a good 10, maybe 15 minutes now. He was like, and you haven't done anything but yell at me. He was like, my nigga, he was like, forget what everybody talking about. He was like, you... Need to go within self. He was like, same shit I had been telling myself I needed to do. You needed to, he's like, you need to go out and within self. He was like, again, letting outside influences be too loud that you forget who the hell you are. He was like, you're going crazy, my nigga. He was like, you about to have a, a, a nervous breakdown. And he was like, you need to say fuck everything, fuck everybody. He was like, do what it is that you need to do for yourself. Fuck if it looks selfish, fuck if it feels selfish. He was like, because you can't give to anybody unless you've given to your damn self 
And, you know, that's honestly what I did. Um, it just, he be spitting some true shit. I, you know, went, I got me some crystals to promote and invite positive energy in. I got me some Palo Santo, start cleansing the energy. Um, it was just a lot of stuff going on. I think I had a full moon too during that time, man. It was just some shit going on, I tell you. And all of this, I was trying to eat right, be healthy, exercise. And this baby girl was stressed. Baby girl was stressed. Yes, I was. Um, missing my mama. And especially, you know, when you go through a lot of life stuff, if your mom is your best friend, like mine um, is, and that's your go-to. You know what I'm saying? You want to call. I want to talk to my mama. It's the anniversary of her death. My kid talking about she don't give a fuck. And um, she don't. <laughs> and see, when I'm that mad, I just like to talk because I have to talk it out or else it's not going to end well. And it was just a time where I was like, you know what? Fuck everything. Fuck everybody. Like. Nobody knows me. Nobody understands me. Nobody gives a fuck about me. Like, I just want my mama. Like, she knew who the fuck I was. You know, she knew my heart. She knew my intentions. Like, and everybody else acting like they don't fucking know me and ain't been knowing me for their whole life. So I was just, I was done. And I was like, my brother right, nigga, I need to go within myself and just be one with fucking Regal. That's all I need to do. And, um... And what I should have been doing was recording this shit as it was happening on this damn podcast. So I can stay sane and release that shit. But it's alright. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. And so all this shit going on. And I'm just like, you know what? I need something to happen. I need a change. I need a sign. And... So once I began to start pulling more into into myself, right, I just started being more aware of things. I was more aware of my feelings, more aware of my desires, um, and really just excited about the next chapter. During this time, I started school. Um, so I go to, currently to school for screenwriting, intro to screenwriting, you guys. And it's really, really testing my creativity, create, uh, testing my discipline, and really just allowing me to see like all that I really want to do in this life I can I just got to keep focused and keep on that shit so it's just really been an amazing journey with school and everything and I'm just really excited to see where that can all go but as I started becoming more aware and even in Cali too like me and Camille had mentioned that um yeah this goes back a few months I kept seeing 4.44. Like, every time I looked at the clock, it was 4.44. And then when I really started thinking about it, it was... um, It's been kind of since my mom passed away, right? And then so when Camille mentioned I was like, that's crazy that you mentioned it because I've been seeing that shit everywhere. And so after that conversation, um, she was just like, you know... You're in alignment. Like, everything was about me being in alignment with my purpose and where I'm supposed to be. Um, so I just kept seeing that number 444. And so once one day I was at work and I was like, okay, wait. I'm seeing this shit too much to not have looked into it, right? 
Um, so I did, and I want to read you guys just a little excerpt of kind of what I found on the meaning of 444. Um, it says, Excuse me. Repetitively, seeing 444 is a blessing. Seeing three-digit number patterns like 444 is a sign that you're receiving design, divine messages from higher realms. These angel messages are very important to you at this time of your life, and they serve as clues or guideposts to help you along your journey, because you're always being guided. Have faith that you have uh, total divine support. Above all, when you see the number um, 444 repeatedly, the universe wants to, you to know that whatever you're going through, you're going to be okay. Just remember that your guardian angel was assigned to protect you in all ways, so hold on and persevere. Follow your inner compass that points toward the light and you'll go through this safely. That's a promise. Because there are multiple reasons why you're seeing 444, it's essential to carefully listen to the soft whispers of your heart and sense what 444 means to you. Follow your intuition for the next right steps. To help you along, there are five common spiritual meanings and reasons why you should uh, you are seeing angel number 444 everywhere. And as it went on, it was telling me more about how Everything that I, I'm going to touch is going to be blessed. Me and my family, we are protected. We are always going to be blessed and we're always going to be more than okay. And that I am in alignment in that what I'm doing is perfectly, isn't uh, the what I'm supposed to be doing. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like when I started reading the meaning, I literally just started crying because I felt like I was so disconnected from my mom, right? And just feeling like, oh my God, I just need my mom. And I felt like, I'm not trying to get emotional. I felt like the whole time she was saying, baby, I'm right here and I got you. And it was just really, really, um, just really beautiful for me. And it really just made me feel like I'm going to be okay. And fuck what everybody else thinks about me. The thoughts, my desires, the actions, the plans that I'm putting into play, um, don't stop. Don't keep giving up on yourself. Don't keep doubting yourself. Just keep pushing forward because the universe, God sees you. He knows what you're going through and what's meant for you is going to be for you. And can't nobody stop that but you if I just fail and I stop doing what I'm meant to do. So, and it was just putting things into perspective for me because it's like, all these situations that has have been happening, um, and even more stuff that's just been happening recently, like my baby mama drama, it's just been showing me like I've been asking for patience and inner peace. Um, and of course, now I'm getting these situations that are going to test my patience, that are going to try to violate my inner peace. But nothing can violate my inner peace unless I allow it to. So the way in which I've been handling these situations that have been coming my way, I've been so proud of myself because it's like back in the day where I would have knocked somebody's fucking head off, I can look and say, hey, this is crossing a boundary for me. So if we don't stop, I'm going to exit myself from this situation and walk away. Y'all don't understand how much growth that is for me. It's so crazy. My mom used to always tell me, girl, you got anger management issues. And I'm like, nah, mom, I'm the most nicest, lovable person ever. But who knows you and sees more of you than your mama, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I am the most nicest, loving person. But I'm also a twin. So 
who knows what the other twin may be like if you push them too hard. And it's just God showing me, you're getting what you prayed for. I'm going to test you in every step of the way to make sure you're ready for all the things that you're asking for. You know, so it's time to buck up or shut up. The fuck you gonna do? You gonna let these things that are designed to test you really take you out? Or are you going to handle them like the G that you know you are and push through successfully smiling because at the end of the day, I'm being intentional. I'm in alignment with my purpose and I got my peace. Like, what's more fucking important than that? So this one, though, it's another number thing. So since I'm being more aware, I feel like a lot more things are opening up to me and I'm more open to experience more things because I'm not being so bogged down in my mind. I'm a, a lot more present each day, the things I'm going through, what I'm encountering. Um, and so I noticed I've seen this number sequence, 1111, about uh, about a good three to six times. And I'm like, oh, oh. And then because of what happened with 444, I'm like, ah, time to look that shit up. Let me see what it means. Um, And so the gist really is the message behind 1111 is that you are to take responsibility and to create consciously. Now, to me, that really stuck out because, as you guys know, I'm in school right now for um, screenwriting. And so when I saw that, I was like, okay. And this really, I researched this last week. And last week I was struggling with my writing and I was feeling like I was blocked. Um, And then I kept seeing this message and it says, you are the creator, the writer, producer, director, and actor in your own story. Like how spot on is that for what, like even the metaphor, okay, I'm sorry, let me get, stop getting caught up. But even the metaphor for what they chose of me being the writer, producer is like directly in alignment with what I'm called to do is just crazy. Um, So because you are playing the lead character in your own life, you can direct your life in a positive way and choose to be powerful instead of powerless in your existence. You remember that this is just a story and you can change the script anytime. You can also change your character at any time. Most of all, you begin to realize that the character you choose to play is not truly who you are. Who you truly are is a spiritual being having a a human experience in your own life story. Powerful. So in summary, you are on the right path. You are assisted by your soul, spirit guides, and the universe to consciously grow and expand. Pay attention, be aware, and remember to stay grounded in the present moment. You are going through a spiritual awakening process and you are being asked to turn um tune in to the in tune I'm sorry. You're being asked to tune into the love and synchronicity guidance that is always available to you. Many profound changes will begin to occur in your life. Remember to stay open. And even since, you know, studying that, not really studying, but we're looking it up, I've been seeing it again. Um and it's just What are we going to be open to experiencing in our life? Um, And when I told my teacher that I was kind of having like doubt, self-doubt with my um, writing, he was like, what? He was like, well, why didn't you email me and tell me that? Because I would have told you to 
get over it. You're freaking fabulous and that you're amazing and you can do anything. He was like, look at you. Look how fabulous you are just standing in front of me right now. He was like, stop playing. He was like, I don't let people around me just shoot out bullshit at me. He was like, you have no reason to doubt yourself. He was like, you have amazing ideas and you write really good scenes. He was like, I can't wait to see what you make next week. And it just was like, all right, this is new and foreign to me, you know. Um, And that's what he keeps trying to tell me, like, look, you have amazing ideas. Now I have to teach you how to write a new language. He was like, that takes time. Don't beat yourself up. He was like, just keep coming up with the ideas and I'll help you create, uh, make the stories better. He was like, that's all I'm here to do. And so it just really puts uh, things in perspective and I know like my friends and people who listen to the podcast are always like well how are you so wise and how are you this and I say it all the time you guys it's not about perfection it's about progression even though I'm doing this whole hashtag fuck self-doubt campaign I'm human there are moments where I doubt myself and I forget that I'm a fucking goddess and that I can do all things and all I got to do is keep grinding and keep putting in the work I forget that sometimes and it's not that I forget it's just that I allow my the negative self-talk to get a little bit louder than the positive and I always notice that it comes in the times when I'm not doing my daily affirmations I'm not tapping in and writing in my journal I'm not taking time to really just be present with myself and meditate or cleanse my environment so it's like the things you did to get to that good space are the things that you need to be consistent in doing. And I always have to constantly remind myself of that because it's like, don't just... mm, Perfect example how some people, um, like they only go to that spirit realm and to that God or to their connection or their... um, Let me see, God source. Because everybody has a different God source. But they only go to that when they're going through something. And then when they're good, they're like, all right, good, I'm fixed, I'm cured. But it's like the next level requires you to still be connected to that same energy, to that same foundation, to the roots of, you know, where you get your power, your strength, your love, your mercy, your grace, wherever you get that from, you always got to be connected to that. And so I found that you always got to keep that personal relationship going Always say your affirmations. Always let yourself know that you are the motherfucking shit. Always let yourself know that you are loved. Be gentle with yourself. Forgive yourself. Um, be kind to yourself. And most of all, take take time out of your day to care for yourself and to love on yourself, man. Because otherwise, what are we really doing, you know? And so I had to realize that everything that I've been going through for the last couple of months... And honestly, I've just, I say I'm breaking it down into the last couple of months, but it's just further preparing me um, for what is next to come. And what that is, ooh, only God knows, but I am being intentional about my actions and the steps that I'm taking to get there. So shit's going to be lit. And I used to put so much, um, thought about, oh, am I making the right decision? I'm making the right decision. I know I've said this before, but if you guys are not already like tuned in and tapped into Gary V, like please do so. But he was just telling like, I don't know, it was like at a meeting, he'd be posting like his board meetings and stuff. But he was telling these kids like, you know, you guys are so worried about making the wrong decision. He was like, 
you know how many wrong decisions we're going to make in our lifetime? He was like, honestly, he was like, you're better off like just flipping a coin, saying what to do, and then just doing that because we're all going to fuck up. (laughs) So it's fine. Do what feels best at the time and then just go for it. And he was telling them, like, you're still young enough to make 10 years of mistakes and still be able to bounce back. And being 30, I feel the exact same way. Like, I know what I want to do. I know some things I want to try. And I can be scary and not try them. Or I could just say, you know what? I'm going to just go for this shit and see if it works. And be pleasantly surprised when it does work. Or maybe it doesn't work. Then I have an opportunity to try something different. So, I'm going to wrap this one up with saying, stop letting people try you. Because... In all these situations, if I had went left and acted out of character or who acted in the form of my old self versus who I have now become, think of all the things I could have lost. I could have lost my baby. I could have lost my inner peace. I could have been in jail. Like, there's so many things that could happen to me. And it's like, what would it be for? Motherfuckers is waiting for you to slip. Motherfuckers is waiting on your downfall. People are waiting for you to go back to who you used to be so they can say, "Mm, I knew that motherfucker ain't changed. Look at her. Just how she used to be. They love seeing that shit. No matter how people say they want to see you uh, succeed and they want to see you prosper, a lot of people out here... Really, really want to see you back on your grind. Like, uh, not even on your grind, because that's a good thing. But they want to see you on your dick. Like, they want to see you down and out. And don't give them motherfuckers the satisfaction. And honestly, don't even give them that much credit. Like, you got stuff to do for you. As much as they want to see you lose, you want to see yourself win, man. So, while they over there hating on the sidelines, boss up on their ass and show them what you really made of. No, fuck that. Show yourself what you're really made of because at the end of the day that's the only motherfucker that matters only motherfucker that matters so with that being said y'all remember to stay true love you peace and blessings fuck self-doubt and i'm out catch y'all on the next one peace